Life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. You might just hear engines in the background because we are sitting outside maybe a hundred yards from the end of Spa. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of a different podcast for us. I for don't sure. think we've ever podcasted outside. We haven't. But if we're going to, we have to have ambient engine noise behind us, right? Yes. We've got to have motorsports, something yes. going on. It can't just be, you know, we're outside. Yeah. We've got to have engine noise going, which is nice. Hopefully, hopefully you will still hear everyone here. We have, uh, we have six guys from the trip all sitting here with us. Uh, we have Robert, Jack, Lindy... Samir, Ted, who came last year, by the way, and yes. Corey. One of you actually, uh, <clears throat> Jamie, if you're listening, uh, Ted is here, <laughs> and we are going to answer your question. So what we're going to do here is really what we did last year on this same trip. We're just going to kind of go around and talk about how this trip has been for everybody so far. We are what I would describe as two-thirds of the way through. Yeah, we're, uh, we've had the road trip today, so mm-hmm. we started off at the ring yesterday. Yep. And everybody's brain was blown through the back of their heads. For sure. And uh, they had a great time, so we wrapped with a nice dinner last night. Yep. And then woke up, we took our time, and had a drive provided by uh, RSR, also the cars. Yep. And headed on over here, so we switched off, as a matter of fact. We got uh, Todd in the lead for a little bit, me in the lead for a little bit. And uh, just had a bunch of stops. You had, what, three stops on the trip, I think? I think I did three. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, I think I did three. And then um, we had, you had a couple. Yep. We had, a, let's, yep. what was our road trip list? It was... Uh, so starting with the M235Is, we had two DCT cars, one manual. Yep. We yep. had Samir's Alpha. He's uh, been wanting to get in that. Yep, Alpha 4C. We had an RSR prepped M4 and also an RSR prepped... Megan 265, so the yep. Renault Megan 265. Yep. They play with their cars. They, they, they kind of do. They yeah. put a half cage on that and uh, upgrade a few things mm-hmm. and kind of dial everything up. Yep. It's not insane. And then, uh, yeah, I think that was the list. Yep. So, so we had uh, we nice. had we had multiple M235s. So everybody had a car. Oh, base. the GTR, of course. Forgetting oh, the yeah. GTR. There's that little one as well. 27 yeah. GTR on the trip as well. And yeah. uh, a number of you have asked uh, on the Facebook questions here about GTR on the Autobahn. And, uh, yeah, you guys have got to be here. You never know what cars are going to be with us next year. But that's so the thing. We don't know until we show up that morning because it depends on RSR's fleet. Exactly. But, so I'm actually curious, and anybody, chime in here. I'm curious. Okay, we've had the full day on the ring. We, well, we had our dinner the first night. We had our full day on the ring. Yeah. And we've had uh, road tour day to day. What's been a biggest surprise? Surprise of, and that means anything about anything. the trip. Oh, anything at all. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. It could be cars it could be on track. Lag, it could for be. God's sakes. It could be anything. So we're leaving this open as, uh, well, you know, what do you think? The biggest surprise was meeting uh, Sabine Schmidt. I uh, had yeah. no idea that we will be uh, seeing her. So that was a nice thing. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> we, we weren't entirely sure about that either until it happened. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, Sabine uh, hosted us for uh, what she described on the invoice, which made me laugh, as Wild West Barbecue. So uh, it is a little slice of, I don't know, like Wyoming in the middle of Germany. I mentioned to these guys, it was a little strange being served by Sabine, and she was a tremendous host. Mm-hmm. She cooked much of the food, is my understanding, yep. and gave us a great selection. I mean, she rolled out the red carpet, and it was For great. Sure. It was a great intimate dinner. There were a few other couples staying at the hotel who were yep. also guests. And it was a special thing, because usually her hotel, her ranch, usually just serves breakfast, and this was a bit of a special dinner, and so uh, we arranged that, and I think everybody was surprised to see, uh, to walk sure. around the corner and see her waiting for us, so that was for nice, sure. but uh, who else? What has stuck out at you 
what's been a big surprise. Ted, you can go as well. Ted was with us on the last trip as well, and Jamie asked you a specific question on Instagram, too. Well, that, that's my biggest surprise, is that I'm the only one who came back this year. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I love that, okay. yeah. Ted threw down, he came back, and yeah. uh, he and his wife were already traveling through Europe, so you were already acclimated to the trip, and he just showed up and joined us, and uh, nice capper on your European vacation this year. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. For sure. It's For excellent. Sure. That's excellent. What, um... What would you, you were talking to me earlier about your experience, the difference in your experience this year from last year because of just having been on the ring. So talk about that a little bit. Right, so I think the biggest difference for me is um, last year when I came, it was excitement mixed with some trepidation. Sure, sure, yeah. And it wasn't until I actually got out on the track, in the car, that I could figure out that, yeah, I can handle it. Sure. Because I didn't know going in. Yeah, yeah. So this year coming back, that trepidation was gone and it was just the excitement of... Mm -hmm. Great! I can't wait to get back out there and just keep, you know, keep improving, keep getting better. Cool, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, you and I were talking about lap times this morning at breakfast. We were talking about shaving lap times. You kind of looked. Ted has an app on his phone, the Bridge to Gantry timer on his phone that he set <laughs> and actually worked on his time. So we were talking about just being smooth, smooth as fast, slow as fast, yeah. and he actually improved by what fifty-five seconds? Fifty-five seconds, something yeah. like that. I find it humorous that, first off, everyone will tell you you're not supposed to time yourself. Secondly, there is an app that just tracks you. Of course it's there the is. It's the Bridge to Gantry app, app, right? Absolutely. You Absolutely. Just of course there is. Set you know, start, and yep. then you're, you're Please running. Please don't time yourself, but GPS will happily do that for right. you. Yeah, I, right. I exactly. didn't look at the times until after the day was over. I know, I know, I know you well enough to know you didn't, but it does make me laugh. All right, so what else? What else uh, struck you guys? Yeah, for me, uh, <clears throat> I did like 30 hours of the Nurburgring on a Gran Turismo. And yeah, so you I had was, a lot of video game experience. Right. So, and my, my strategy was, can I memorize the corner somehow? No, you can't. Uh, not, not, <laughs> not, not with only 30 hours. But I think one of the most surprising things for me, uh, aside from the uh, pack of nerves that I was, is, is the how many things challenge your focus. You're trying to focus okay. on how, when do I accelerate, when do I brake. Uh, there's cars passing you, well, passing me so all the time. So you're saying there's a lot of information coming your there's way. There's too much information, right, right. so it's very difficult. It's very challenging on your body as well. Okay, so let me ask you this. At what point in your day did everything kind of calm down? All the noise, the chatter kind of calmed down so you were able to concentrate on your line. Because at first, we know what it's like to be on track instantly, and you're learning the track, you're learning a new car, you're shifting probably, traffic is passing you, as you said, but at what point did that stuff start to filter away and you can concentrate on your line? How many laps in for you? Uh, I did about, I think maybe on my sixth lap, again, I never had any track experience, so I think around my sixth lap is when... Starting I, at the top, you realize it's, like, it's all downhill yeah. from Yeah, it's here. all downhill from here. Yeah. Just like uh, Tyler from last year, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. But I think for me, it was, at first, it's very hard to shake your, your intuition to drive as fast as possible and just hammer right. the gas. And I think it's at the point where you sort of get comfortable and say, let me just try to perfect my line. Let, let, okay. me, let me try right. to do this properly. I think that's when you kind of start finding out, oh, okay, I'm kind of getting the flow of this. Sure. And I think sure. that's when my laptop probably improved. But I wasn't timing, but I wish you had told me about the app. <laughs> well, the, the app is, is bad for all of us to know about. I think that that's bad news for next year for sure. Exactly. I was using, I was using the time on the dash. I was like, I passed by here at this time. When am I passing it's, again? It's a sure. vague lap Yeah, it's pretty time, vague. Right? Yeah. And, sure. and that way you don't know the exact time. Well, but we do... Right. We do 
how do I put this? We discreetly time you because we put cameras in everybody's cars, right. uh-huh. and we will send you video of your laps, and you'll see what you were. Bridge to Grand Tour, which is cool. Because, that, yeah. of course, everyone on the planet, if you've driven the ring, everyone that has wants to know what their Bridge to Gantry time is. And there's an actual course, thing that's discussed course. here. RSR, who hosts us and gets us cars, talks about the fact that when Clarkson came here and drove that Jaguar and got just under 10 minutes, they have people that come and show up, and all they want to do is beat his time. So that's not really people they want to rent cars to, but it does happen. So that's happening as well. So what else uh, has struck you guys? Yeah, I will add, uh, for something to think about, as you're thinking about how to answer the question, we've got John L. on Facebook who is asking you guys on the trip, is it everything you've hoped for? Now, I realize that the trip is not over at this point, but he's asking, is it worth the money at this point? And he's giving serious consideration to try to get there next year but it's a long trip from Australia. So he's asking justification. John, so far, where are you at? And then, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest surprise, kind of add that to your thoughts as well. I'm really curious. It's absolutely worth the money. Yeah? Absolutely. Every penny. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, we we haven't paid Lindy to say that yet. (laughs) We we actually didn't give him money. I haven't pulled any euros out of my wallet. He should start saving his money now. That's what I did the first time I saw saw the the initial video on YouTube. So you saw it last year then? Yeah. No kidding. And I was just, all right, it's getting done. And I lined up. Is that like uh, extra trips to the ATM? (laughs) What is is this expense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I started planning my entire year around this trip. So. No pressure for you and me, by the way. Wow. We better pull off a trip yeah. when that's yeah. happening. So. I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad yeah. Lindy didn't tell me that till now, and he's enjoying <laughs> right. himself. And Otherwise, it'd be like, you so guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Cool. That's Absolutely awesome. Absolutely worth it. Excellent. Good to hear. Yeah, who else? Yeah, I would say, John, definitely, uh, it's definitely worth the money. Get out here. Um, as far as my most surprising thing, it was how quickly I stopped snapping my neck to look at every GT3. <laughs> we are not on the dispenser, everybody. Yeah, yeah. They were not kidding when they said there was a GT3 dispenser. There is some, one somewhere. I never saw it. But And I also was also surprised by how many half a million dollar cars people were tracking yeah. on the Nürburgring with right. a few yards of runoff and that, that car would And be, they weren't just kind of going around the track. They were no, pushing. No, they were hammering yes. it around yeah, the track. Not, yeah. not parade laps by any means. Right, no, right. right. So yeah. it's really great to see those kind of cars that are normally bubble wrapped in people's garages actually out. Yeah, they're really in the, hammering the, the climate rim. controlled air bubble tent. Don't yeah. touch, don't look, don't breathe on my car. It's good to see, you know, bug splatter and, you know, that, those cars yeah, just run, yeah, running around. We had a, we had a Carrera uh, RS, an old, old Carrera RS air-cooled on the track yesterday. That car's worth a ton of money. And I followed yeah. a... Uh, GT 997 GT3 RS40, and I know that's a half million dollar car. I followed him around the ring for a while, and he was hammering away. He passed me at one point. Oh, he man. was not kidding around. I had a 996 GTS uh, or uh, GT3, excuse me, pass me, and on some bumpy sections of the track, the back end of this car was jumping around. I mean, that's where the weight is, and sure. for that car to just kind of be skipping around and skidding yeah, around, yeah. this guy was after it. But so cool to see. I mean, for I'm, sure, I'm for sure. trying to concentrate on my line drive and go fast and look at cars and look at this cool car do things in front of me hoping to not yeah because anything we do bad in the process, yeah and there was some close passing yesterday too oh there was yeah. some you know you yeah. let the faster car by and he he's by and back on the line so quick it's like please don't take my bumper while you go well yeah. that's the thing i mean i know we're not racing this is not a race day but mm-hmm. it kind of feels like it i mean you're close because i had a white 1m pass me within 
inches. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking less than two. I mm-hmm. thought we were going to trade paint. I really did. I thought, yeah. all right, this is going to be the first time. Yeah. I've never done this before. Here it is. Welcome yeah. to my event. On camera, yeah. And it's on camera, but we just somehow magically able were able to get through this corner, but I, I couldn't believe it. But it feels like racing, but then, of course... You know, when you're in a slow car, you can't keep up with the GT3, GT3, you yeah, know, that's, that's there's whipping no by you. So. No, even in the M2 that you and I got in for a while, oh yeah, the, the GT3s are still going for you. And the ton of, I think the other dispenser, it, it, it's half <laughs> as frequent, but the other dispenser is the GT4. Yes, it might be further away from these tracks, that so might therefore be the case. they yeah. can't migrate over here quite as much. Possibly, possibly. But uh, I was fortunate to get a lap in the taxi, the M3 ring taxi. Oh, that's right. From yeah. Ron Simons yesterday. Of RSR. The you know, RS in RSR is Ron Simons. Now, again, we're not racing, and, you know, they, they say, all right, guys, take it about seven-tenths. But still, when you're out there, you think you're pushing until you get a taxi lap with Ron. Yeah. And he promptly blew my brain out of the back of my head. Sure, yeah. Because I couldn't believe the mechanical grip. It was sure. phenomenal. And I think, all right, I've taken that pretty fast. No, no. Ron's been doing it 20 years. Yeah. The guy knows what he's doing. And it was yeah. it was very and revelatory. It was, a, it was an F80 M3, right? F80 M3. He said, since new, it's got 8,400 kilometers on it now. And he said, since brand new, this car has only done taxi duties on the ring. That's wow. all it's for. He grinds it into dust. I'm amazed at how well it feels. It feels so solid. Yeah. But I'm hoping to get you with him on Spa tomorrow in a Lotus 211. We'll so. see how that goes. Bugs but, in uh, our teeth. It's going to be awesome. You know, Christoph be has been telling me yeah. Ron loves the Lotus. He yeah. loves the track. Yeah. So he's going to be doing a few taxi laps, and I'm hoping to, to get your response with the Lotus tomorrow. Because, we'll yeah, we'll tomorrow is the, is the last uh, drive day of the trip, so we are on Spa tomorrow. Right. We will do, like we did last year, if you've seen the video, we will do the track walk with Ron, which is really, it's pretty special to be able to be out walking around and on the track. That's pretty awesome. Yes. And a question from Thomas A. on Facebook. He has asked a few questions and said, please ask answer one but it's actually we can't really answer any of them because we haven't fully wrapped up the trip yet so first of all is which track is your favorite and why spa ring which is the best corner or section of the track we could do that for the ring though we I could think say so think what's your favorite yeah. corner or section so far which road or track car was best for you and would you consider buying any of the cars when you get back home so well, let's 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 thin that out a bit here's two we, questions I want many to questions in here here's two two questions i want to focus on from those those are great but you're right we can't necessarily focus on all of them uh i'd like to hear from any of you guys about favorite cars so far from road tour day because we, we got in a variety a of cars. One. Everybody got in the same variety of cars uh, today. So I'd be curious yeah, about right. your road tour impressions. Which car was your favorite? And also, and or also, uh, is, was there a section of the ring that you especially liked or especially hated? Mm-hmm. I'd be curious about either of those. Well, actually, I was very surprised with the Renault Megane. Um, mm-hmm. I, I drove it uh, from Nürburgring to Spa. And, uh, you know, the feeling of uh, the front-wheel drive, uh, it's, it's a bit different than the rear-wheel drive, but... You can actually, uh, it's, it's a bit more tossable. Uh, the six-speed transmission was very easy to use. Uh, very smooth revving engine as well. Now, this wasn't stock, though. This is the RSR prepped car, yeah. which you still like. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed that you, you like that. And uh, this, the exhaust sounds very, very good. Uh, I was very impressed. I, it, it's a fun car. I, mean, I think uh, you just like the crackle on the overrun. Downshift <laughs> into second, you get those pops. Yeah, yeah I just wish nice. we had that in the U.S. Actually. Well, yeah, those Magans, that's one of the standard cars. If you've seen our pilgrimage film, it is one of the standard cars on track at the ring. It's one of the cars RSR has the most of. And I remember when I first got here and saw that car, I thought, okay, that's what they have the most of in their fleet? 
So that's really very telling, not only for its capability, but also its reliability, because this is also a fleet, as much as I hate to say this, this is also a fleet that when they got 86s in, they promptly got rid of them. When they got Lotuses in, they ran them for a bit, and now they're collecting dust. But right, the Magans so. live on. How often do you so. see a Lotus Exige growing weeds around it? Yes. And parked? It's, I mean, it's, that's It's quite tragedy tragic, actually, but yeah, I For hear car enthusiasts, but, you know, that's the realities that uh, that happen here. The car's so beat down that yeah. it just kind of parks. We wring it out, extract everything possible, and, and it's, it's got to be able to take it. Set it aside. It's got to be able to take yeah, it. Yeah, it does. Sure. It does. So any other thoughts on road tour cars or the ring? Yeah, Ted. So on the, uh, the road tour... The, what I thought what was most interesting was the huge spectrum going from the Alpha 4C to the GTR, yes. and we had things in, the, in between, yeah. and being able to just go back to back between them. And it, it, I, I got out of an M235i and into the Alpha 4C, and my thought was, are these both called cars? Because there was nothing similar about <laughs> sure, them. They just sure. seemed so different. So the Alpha 4C was just a laugh. Yeah. And I was giggling. It, it reminded me a lot of driving the Lotus on the road tour last year yeah, in Exige. Yeah. And so it was great to have something like that that just really was so different from the BMWs. Very cool. Love it. That might be my one of, another one of my biggest surprises was how much I liked the Alpha. Okay. Um, that was a very fun event car. Um, just manual steering, the, the noise. Uh, you feel like you're sitting on the pavement for sure it was a, for sure. a blast to drive and then going from that i went from directly from the alpha to the gtr because those are the same because <laughs> those are yeah they're in the same wheelhouse. what's the difference between these two magical machines <laughs> i can't believe these are both cars uh the gtr after the alpha felt like um a cadillac almost yeah. i mean the well, seat the weight of two yeah uh, two alphas essentially uh, essentially yeah it, the seat I felt I, I was like trying to move the seat down, and it was it was at its lowest position. And <laughs> I felt like I was <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was sitting on stilts. Um, very impressive. The GTR was very impressive, but I kind of felt the same way every auto journalist seems to feel is it's kind of numb. Mm. But uh, but after getting out of the Alpha, anything's gonna feel numb. So well, I decided to have yeah. a palate cleanser between the Alpha and the GTR. <laughs> I went in the Magan just to kind of forget just the Alpha for a second, and then when I got in the GTR. Uh, the thing that struck me was that I felt like the only reason I used my brake was to not run into the back of Todd. Because I felt like going around every corner, yeah. I never needed to slow down. Sure. It just yeah, yeah. would, I have no idea where the limits are, but they seemed really high. <laughs> for sure, for sure they are. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, who else? Favorite section of the track? Uh, or I favorite like, road tour car? Either one. Well, yeah, road yeah. tour car, I like the RSR prepped M4. Yeah. It was, it was just planted into the road and, uh, Around roundabouts or on the autobahn, you could just floor it and just go. It sounded great when you downshifted. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, Nurburgring, Fluke Potts was probably my most favorite. Okay. According to my instructor, I nailed that every time. Well, so, there you go. That's always good news, right. for sure. Good validation from yeah. the instructor. Car yeah. was in yeah. one piece. I'm in one piece. It was a win. That That is a good day on yeah. the ring, for sure, because that, that's not always the case, unfortunately. What else, guys? I would say that YouTube Corner was was a neat thing. This is, you know, you see it on YouTube all the time, and you're able to experience that coming down around the corner and yeah. up the hill. So I think that was that was a, a nice nice experience. As far as you know, the road tour, just being out in Germany cruising the hills. I mean, and the variety of cars is is a, is a very neat thing. Um, not worrying about any speed limits or what's going on. Um, so that, that, was, that was a neat, neat time. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. A quick break to talk about True Car. If you want to feel comfortable you're getting a fair price for the car you're looking for, that information is difficult. You need price contacts and 
TrueCar, you'll see what other people in your local market paid for the car you want. And from there, you can connect to a local TrueCar certified dealer. There are 13,000 of them, and you can enjoy a more confident car buying experience. With TrueCar, it's not like you found a car and now you get to the lot and they say, oh, we don't really have that one. You can easily find the car you want. And with the price comparison, you can feel confident you're getting a good deal. Most True Car users save an average of $3,000 off MSRP. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. When you're ready to buy, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Guys, thanks for listening. We're back with the crew from Pilgrimage here. Everybody's joined us on the trip. And a few more questions on social media here. First from Cajun Michael, who always writes in. Thank you, Michael. He's asking here, since there are always faster cars wanting to pass, is it difficult to know whether you should stay in your optimal racing line or let them go around or move out of the way, which might be a little less predictable and therefore more dangerous for the cars passing you? To start off with, I want to get your input on the passing because I, I think that was a bit unexpected for your day. But in general, nobody owns the racing line, Michael. Nobody has any dibs on that. And if you're on a racing line and it's going to be dangerous for you to move out of the way, I say hold your racing line through the corner, and then when you've got a straightaway or a place that they can get around you, fine. But you don't have to let them over in the middle of a sharp turn where you've got the inside. For sure. You can keep them there. I mean, that's up to you. You're managing the cars behind you, even yeah. though in a race situation, depending on the race series, of course, you can make one move one way or the other, and that's it. But in general, nobody owns the race line. True, but specifically for the RSR day that we had, and I do want to have these guys chime in, for the RSR day that we had, they were, it was interesting because you could pass on either side, but what they wanted you to do is they wanted you to use your indicators. Right, they so wanted the you ring, to signal. being yeah. a public road, you're still signaling, which made right. me laugh. So right. you had to signal where you were going to go to let the guy know, okay, you're going right, I'm going left. So we had a uh-huh. lot of that. But what, I mean, what yeah. was your, anybody's impression on passing from yesterday? It was quite interesting. I mean, it, you got all these expensive cars running by, and you're trying to figure out where to go and what turn you're going to make. And you know, the instructor's with you, and he says, you own the road, and don't you give it up for them. Let them earn it from you. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting. You just didn't kind of pull over and let them go flying by, but... That's my take on it. I was actually surprised by how um, little passing there was. I expected there to be a lot more cars, I guess. I was used to seeing the TR day. TF. TF, oh, TF day yeah. on, yeah. on YouTube. So yeah. Yeah. it was actually far fewer cars than I, than I thought. I mean, that is madness. And that's As the, that's the good seen, news of the track day crazy. that we went to. Is that, I mean, you're still going to get passed. There's still plenty of people, but it's not madness. I the signaling that. worked perfectly for me. I mean, as soon as I turned my signal on, I moved kind of to that section of the track that guy knew you know, whoever was in the, whoever, whatever GT color GT3 was passing exactly. me at that point that's knew what, yeah, what, what direction to go um, and it seemed to I never had too many close calls um, so it didn't that w- wasn't the most intimidating part for me the most intimidating part still was learning the track um, sure. so if that scares yeah. anybody off I, I don't think it's a reason to, to no certainly not no. 
I want to acknowledge real quick, you're wondering why the second half of the podcast sounds nothing like the first. <laughs> I do want to acknowledge the fact we got rained out of the outside we could hear the track Rain noise. Rain spa? I know. What Who a knew? strange Who coincidence. Knew? And now, of course, we're dealing not with engine noise, but with random ice grinding noise. So if yes. you hear that, we're, I'm we're acknowledging that. We're in the lobby. Hey, it's a lot of us. It's good. So the, the passing that was different this year from last year, because this year they allowed you to pass on either side. But last year they were, in the driver's meeting, they were very strict about only passing on the left. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I thought that was interesting to see the difference between the two on the same track, the same kind of cars, the same GT3s, sure, speed sure. differences. And I found this year to be much better allowing passing on either side. Because mm. last year when you had to pass on the left, as, you know, me being the slow car, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was always, you know, there were a few times where you just feel this pressure of, I need to, you know, move over to the right in order to let this GT3 buy or this sure. series of five GT3s buy. Yeah, sure. And this time, it wasn't an issue. I just stick my left blinker on and say, I'm holding this line, and they all go yeah. by. Yeah, so yeah. I thought it was much more effective allowing passing on either side. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it depends, the the difference, for those of you that may be wondering, it depends entirely on who's running the track day. So last year, the track day, now we're still using RSR, and they're amazing for getting us cars. But RSR is giving us cars and getting us access to a track day run by someone else. So last year's track day was run by one company. This year's track day was run by another. And those companies running the track days have their ways they want to run it, and they set up the passing rules. So you just sit there. This is what the driver's meeting's for. Besides scaring you, this is what the driver's meeting's for. So any any other thoughts on the ring or good cars from today? Uh, The M235 manual. Mm -hmm. um, I was shocked that a... Uh, rental company had a manual transmission. Every rental company I've ever used has had all automatics for obvious reasons. Sure. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really, really enjoyed that car on track. Very uh, cool, awesome. I mean, it was it wasn't set up by RSR. I don't believe. I don't think anything no, it's, was changed. It was a stock car yeah. going around the ring. Brakes held out. Um, handling was great. And shifting a manual was obviously. We we peeled Corey out of this car. For those who don't know, <laughs> yeah, he he was the last one out yesterday, and and I can't blame him at all, at all. Absolutely. Yeah, what else, guys? Anything else strike you about uh, cars in general or just switching cars? Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to come out and say it, and I like the GTR more than the Alpha. I think everyone in the group... Really? Yes, I think everyone in the group is like, you're a strange man. But I don't know, for me, the Alpha is like... <clears throat> it, was, it felt unpredictable. I didn't feel confident in it. It felt like every little hole on the ground just affected how it is. And maybe that's what people like. But well, That is what I like. Right, that is what people here, like. Yeah. To me, uh, I, I, an analogy is like... When you have someone too honest with you, I don't know if I want them to be too honest with me. That's the way the alpha felt like with me. It's, it's too honest. I want them to lie to me a little bit, just give me a, that false sense of confidence. Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> tell me I'm yeah, Tell me I'm pretty. The, I like that. The opposite ex girlfriend. Right. And, and, and the, and the yeah. GTR makes everyone a hero. Right. So there you go. Right. So in the GTR, when I floored it, I was seduced by its power. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, what is this? I want more of this. And I was actually very surprised. Because to me, it looks like a giant tank, and it looks very heavy, mm-hmm. but it's it actually is. quite nimble for its size. Well, that's I, the whole gag. Yeah, I did it's feel so it's very wide, mm-hmm. but, but somehow it just it manages to take those corners at high speeds quite That's quite, the magic well. of the GTR, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yep, exactly. Well, uh, yeah, that ties into Royce's question to you and I about, okay. of all the cars on hand, which is the most enjoyable to drive on either track? Of course, what a difficult question, and the captain' obvious statement of the day is, you know, the, the, all the tracks change as you change cars. Sure, yeah. As the day progresses, you get better and better, you think your line smooths out, your driving smooths out, 
but you know, what car did we prefer? What car did you like? I mean, we're only halfway through at this point. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I drove the Magane almost uh, mostly yesterday, and then got a few laps at the end of the day in the M2. And it was just, it was great to take an M2 and really hoon it, because yeah. of course we drove one for Icon. So this to get isn't in my one. M2. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the best track car. Someone else's track car. Exactly. That's for sure the case. Exactly. But no, the uh, but the M2 was wonderful to actually really push, because of course we've done the M235. That video dropped recently. Right. So it was right. cool to do the M2 and to step up another notch on that. Uh, so that was great. I like that Magan so much. I know it's already been mentioned, but I like it so much just because it's one of those front-wheel drives that just works. It's so amazing. It's great. You know, we've all commented, why is this car not available in the States? Yeah. It's yet another choice for enthusiasts, and everybody, I think, to the person is agreeing this car would make a great alternative to an R, to a GTI, yeah. something like that. We're all asking ourselves and asking Renault, why aren't French cars sold in America anymore? True. I mean, I, I, um, this is the obvious statement, and that is any car I can get on the ring, I'm happy about. I don't care. I would have hooned, hooned the van if you would have allowed me. Give it's me a fine. riding lawnmower. It's fine. fine. But the thing is, I really would like to drive the two cars that I know the best, and I haven't had a chance to. I want to get an Elise on there yeah. or an Exige, yeah. and I'd really like to drive an 86 on the ring. Well, Ron's got some rotting Exiges out I've back. Heard. Yeah, you exactly. Know, they're just exactly weeds right. are growing yeah. up through the transmission, I Perfect. guess. So yeah, it's, it's, they're just sitting you know, back there, solid. apparently. <laughs> I'm actually curious to see the difference between because uh, I'm, I'm used to driving the, my Lotus Exige. I mean, okay. the Exige, S, the S260 Series yeah. Two, mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah. the V6 one. Uh, but that's why I picked the Alfa Romeo 4C for tomorrow. Yes. Because uh, I just want to see if is it really uh, better. Uh, I mean, is it more refined? Uh, sure. W- what steering is better, the Lotus or you know the Alfa Romeo? So yeah. I, I just want to see the difference. That's why part of the reason why I picked it. Samir, you and I'll have to talk at the end of the day tomorrow because <laughs> I have very specific things I like in each car, and and I feel like they they trade strengths and weaknesses. And so it'll be very interesting to talk at length afterward. Because I was even struck by it today, getting in that 4C for a bit on the road tour. I was like, yep, the same strengths and the same weaknesses, you know, opposite of the Lotus. It's very fascinating to me. Yeah. However, I thought it was interesting that you chose the Alpha 4C for the Autobahn section of the road tour. It was the only car I hadn't been in yet. That was the thing. It was just it was luck of the draw. The car I hadn't been in yet. I was like, okay, all right, well, whatever. Well, finally, uh, last question here from Dan O on Facebook as well. He's asking, how would you suggest convincing a significant other that the trip is worth it? <laughs> I'm going to editorialize just a bit, and I'll say a friend as well, whether it's a significant other or a friend. But uh, to add to that point is, Dan's over in Romania. Robert, you came from Hungary, yes. so you were already yeah. in Europe, yes. right? And he's over in Romania at the time. He was super close to convincing his wife to let me take the short trip over, but Lindy brought his wife... So I want to know from you, what are your thoughts? How did you convince? I mean, you told us you started last year as soon as you st- saw the video. Yeah. What are you thinking? How, how did you do this? Uh, well, my wife is pretty awesome. Uh, Have an awesome wife. Yeah. Step one. Step one, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, the video was really well done, and it was super exciting, and she knows I'm very much into cars and racing, and that we were going to go to two of the best, best tracks on the planet. And I was like, this can be our bucket list. Uh, we hadn't gone on a honeymoon yet, so we're calling this our honey broom. <laughs> and, there it is. Uh, yeah, she was down with it. Day one. Yeah. That's huge. It helps that it's in Europe. Yeah. 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 Agreed. <laughs> that is a fair point. I will, I will speak on behalf of my wife, who helps us plan these trips. And, uh, and because she has certain talents that I just don't have, and she wraps her head around it, which is great. But uh, she and I have talked about her coming at some point. And the thing that keeps her back is the fact that, I I will admit this, there is no alternative itinerary on this trip. 
There's not the, well, you can go driving or you can go whatever. It's all driving or watching people drive yeah, or sitting true. with people while they drive. So that can be daunting, I will admit. And she has said to me, and of course, as you've heard on the podcast, she's becoming more and more of a car girl. I want to get her to drive because she will like it a lot better. But she has said to me, you want me to go, and I would like to go because you want me to go, much more than she would like to be here. So you do have to navigate that specifically with whoever it is. Lindy's done it right. That he's got the right wife for it, so that's perfect. Hopefully my wife will enjoy this at some point. Well, I brought my wife, but we went, we spent about two weeks traveling around Europe before the trip. Sure. And I think she was a little bit of on the fence about whether she wanted to hang out with us. To stay for this part, To yeah. stay for this or not. Yeah. And the night before the trip started, we met you guys at yeah. Klasikstad. Yeah. And she got to spend, you know, three hours hanging out with six guys talking about cars. Mm -hmm. And she was so happy to get on the plane the next morning. She said, have a great time. I'm going home. Bye, honey. I, I love you and I'm gone. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is the first year we did, we did the actual pilgrimage film. My wife and I did the European vacation thing prior, and then she flew home, and I came to Germany, and, and she was thrilled. She was ecstatic. We'd been to Paris. She went home happy. I went and played with cars. It was great. Okay, I can't let this one go on Instagram. Well, there's two. So have we considered a pilgrimage to a different region of the world? Yes. Ganondork82 on Instagram is suggesting Japan or Sweden, maybe. Yes, we have considered this. It's still in, in early discussion. It's we not say. even in beta testing. It's yeah. in like, you know, it's not really a, there's, no, there's no heat in that burner at all. But there's a burner <laughs> right. sitting back there. Yeah. There is a burner that does exist. And then finally, MainJ77 on Instagram is also asking about jet lag coming over to Europe. I mean, Ted, you were here already, so that was not an issue for you. Neither for Robert coming from Hungary, but how about the rest of you? I mean, we kind of thrust you right into the thick of it. You land. Yeah. We've got a little bit of time to talk. And then, I know you're tired, but here's a bam. car. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> here's the ring. We, I, I came in a day early, and um, just to be honest with you, I think I still have jet lag. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just because you, you get here, you get antiquated, you feel good, then you, and then you're right out on the track, and then... After that, you're, you know, you got a little bit of downtime, but you're up the next day. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just everybody deals with it differently, though. Yeah, so. I think that's fair. I will say, though, you'll feel tired until you get out on the track, and then you're, you, all <laughs> engines are firing. Open, and, yeah, right? and you're yeah. exhausted by the end of the day, but when you're on track, you're awake. For it, sure. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Add, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ideally. We've had enough trouble on the ring. Let's not add that. That would be bad. What else? Any other thoughts? Uh, wrap up, guys. We're, we're thrilled you're here. I mean, it's a we're, great trip. It's worth every dime. You should come, and you should definitely consider it. And um, make we didn't it, pay Jack it, either. We didn't pay on, Jack either. <laughs> put it on your put it on your list and, and, and just do it. Cool, cool. Well, we are again. We're on Spa. Well, it's tomorrow for us. But by the time you've heard this, the trip will actually have wrapped. That's true. So That's we'll be true. doing a full debrief, Paul and I, the following Tuesday. You're hearing this on a Friday. We'll be doing a full debrief the following Tuesday. We'll let you know if anything grandiose happens at Spa. And I know, I know, I'm a little bit of the pariah of this group, but I kind of want rain tomorrow. Not yeah, all day. You keep saying this. Not all day, but I kind of... If there's a mix, I'm fine it's, with it, it's but spa. not all day. No, 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 that would be bad. But last year we had a cloudless sky, which I know all of you were thinking, those of you both looking at me and those of you just listening are both thinking, what's wrong with the cloudless ideal? sky? Right. I get it. I do get it. But there's something about Spa and the fact that any time any race series decides to start here, they get rained on. Yeah. That just says, if you're here, let's get a couple of laps in the rain. And I do mean like a couple of laps. And then let's have bright, sunshiny awesomeness. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what actually happened. And, uh, and thank you, all you guys, for coming, for Agreed. being on the podcast. Uh, you're hearing the, kind of the whole crew here this time, which is awesome 
and uh, we're planning on being back next year. So I'm just saying it now. <laughs> I was going to say, based on the responses, we've got to do ongoing more of these. We love sure. it, and uh, you've got to get yourself here. So thanks for your support, guys. Really looking forward to talking to you next time. Cheers, everyone. can't believe it that gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets look here comes a 1.7 percent decrease in fixed overhead hello everybody no i can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with geico who are you the projected increase in organic q3 revenue hooray believe it geico could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere. ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices and security features like indoor and outdoor cameras, locks, lights, and garage door control, even video doorbells. Visit ADT.com slash podcasts to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you.